All right, family, how are you doing? Hope you're having a great weekend. I'm going to do something very different that I've never done before. I am a lover and a consumer and a connoisseur, if you will, of personal development books, self-development books on business philosophy, leadership, attitude, philosophies, etc. And there is one particular book that I will credit with my success as an entrepreneur, um, as a leader within organizations, uh, within church groups, uh, and civically, and in, in even in education and, and other things, and most importantly, in leading my family. If you don't, I, I don't talk much about my personal, well, I do talk a little bit about my personal stuff, but I'm now going on 27 years of being married to my great wife. We got married when we were young, and we had our children uh, fairly young. That's why all of our kids are now adult-aged, and... Um, this book, I, I, this one book I credit with uh, getting my philosophies and my head straight so that I could uh, build a business, build a, a company, etc. And I was introduced to this book by Mr. Dennis. Now, Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad, poor dad. I would say that I was blessed to have two business mentors. Uh, the, the first mentor I had, who recently passed away, uh, rest in peace, uh, was Mr. Ed. And Mr. Ed was actually a family friend. And he was a very successful man who was in commercial banking. And then he said, wow, I'm making all of these, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm making my uh, company and my clients lots of money. Why don't I just have all my family pull their money together and I do this on my own? And, and he became very, very successful in the world of commercial real estate, real estate financing and what have you. And he was my first uh, wealth mentor well before I even started going and uh, studying economics in college and, and even before I got married. Uh, Ed introduced me to the book, The Art of the Deal by Donald Trump and got me thinking about real estate, finance, business, and what have you. And I credit uh, Ed with planting the seed in me of one, reading books that had to do with personal development and business philosophy from people that are successful and also uh, eventually to me on the road to getting an economics degree and working in finance. And uh, Ed was a uh, very wealthy and successful guy, very low key. Uh, if you see him, you wouldn't know necessarily that he was uh, he was this successful, but he but he got me reading books, okay? And I want, this is in the late 90s. This is like, I was very, very young at the time. Uh, my second mentor I was introduced to uh, was around the year 2000, and that was Mr. Dennis. And uh, Mr. Dennis got me reading this book, which has made all the difference, uh, I'm going to say, uh, in, 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 in my life, quite honestly. Uh, that's, that's not uh, hyperbole. And it's this book here, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by Dr. John C. Maxwell. Uh, Dr. Maxwell is a um, was a pastor, I believe, of the Skyline Church in San Diego, where I grew up. Uh, very successful, uh, very successful uh, company in teaching uh, leadership. And what I want to do here is talk about how I want to merge leadership and these laws of leadership with the upcoming 2024 presidential campaign and why I'm voting for President Trump. It's kind of a mix between uh, Mr. Ed, my first uh, mentor teaching me about uh, the art of the deal, the art of the comeback. He, I read those books uh, early because of him. 
and also because of Mr. Dennis, who got me reading the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, which I credit outside of scripture and the Constitution as one of the most uh, impactful books in my life. So what I want to do is, uh, because you know, I'm not going to assume that everyone knows this book or, or the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership are, but I'm going to quickly go through what are these 21 Irrefutable Laws uh, so that uh, you can have an idea of them. And then I want to concentrate on uh, the first uh, one or two of these laws and how President Trump, Donald John Trump, the business leader, entrepreneur, and president magnifies, exemplifies, uh, lives these laws of leadership and why uh, I think uh, President Trump needs to be back in the White House again in 2024. So let's uh, start off with uh, the first law. Let me just go through them all briefly. Some of them will be obvious. Some of them I will give you a little bit uh, uh, of an explanation. The first is the law of the lid. And that just pretty much says that a person's ability to lead uh, is determined by their level of effectiveness. So on a scale of one to 10, if someone is a, a, a leader at, at the level seven, he is going to be, he's going to lead at a, at a, at a level of seven and he is going to lead people one through six right? Uh, but if he improves over time and gets to an eight, then he's going to be able to lead people one through seven. Actually, what happens is the law of the lid, generally how it works is that you're going to you're going to lead a whole bunch of people, but the people that you are going to be closest to are going to be like, if you're seven, are going to be fives and sixes, all right? So that's the law of the lid. You're not going to be able to, as a seven, lead people who are eight, nine, and tens. So that's the law of the lid. The law of influence, that's pretty obvious. The law of process, uh, Everything takes time, right? Rome wasn't built uh, in a day. Leadership develops daily, not uh, in a day. So it's something that you work on. The law of navigation, that means a, a leader knows how to navigate his his organization, his church, his, his, his civil group, his social circle, his family, he knows how to navigate them um, toward their destination or their goal. The law of addition. So the law of leaders add value by serving other people. The law of solid ground, you want to be someone of, of solid character. Uh, uh, one of the important laws of leadership is being solid in your character and people will follow you. Uh, then you have the law of respect. That's kind of obvious, the law of intuition. As you as a leader become more effective and have more wins and more experience, that brings in wisdom and intuition and people will follow you because they'll trust you and you will have that intuition uh, to, to win. The law of magnetism, uh, you are who you attract. Okay, the law of connection, you, you've got to win people's hearts before you they, they will buy into your vision. Uh, the law of the inner circle, who are you surrounding yourself with? Uh, who are those closest to you? You can tell uh, a lot about a person. You can tell a leader's potential by those that they, they keep uh, cl uh, closest uh, to them in their inner circle. Uh, the law of empowerment, uh, a true leader will empower his inner circle uh, to be uh, successful uh, a secure leader is able to build and develop other leaders. Uh, insecure people will always tear people down and that'll that'll make them ineffective leaders. The law of the big picture, uh, people will do what people see. So a, a leader has to be able to help people visualize a big picture so they can uh, walk and, and run and work toward that common goal. Uh, the law of buy-in, uh, people have to buy into the leader before they buy into the leader's vision. 
So that you got to have the law uh, of buying, the law of victory. Um, a leader will find a way to win. They will find a, they, they they will find a way to win. They'll uh, they will win, and their organization, their people, their uh, their church, their nation, their city, their state, whatever, will be successful because they will find paths to victory. The law of the big mo. That's momentum. Uh, that's one of leaders' best friends. When you have momentum, you don't. Uh, a lot of people lose effectiveness uh, as a leader or success in life because they start to have some sort of momentum and then they want to hit easy street. No, when you have momentum, that's when you put the metal to uh, the pedal to the metal and you floor it and you use the law of big mo- uh, momentum. The law of priorities. That's kind of uh, obvious. Then you have the law of sacrifice. Uh, a, a leader must give up to go up, right? There are some sacrifices, and uh, you have, sometimes it's a sacrifice for the good of the organization, the country, what, whatever you are leading. Uh, the law of timing, okay? Uh, the law of timing is very important. Leaders know the law of timing and act accordingly. The law of explosive growth. Um, you, you, when you become a, a great leader, you have to also have your other uh, leaders start leading and then that compounds and you have explosive growth in your organization uh, or what have you um you help people reach their their uh if you're just one leader you're great but if you if you're a leader and you've got a core inner circle of leaders then you're going to have explosive growth because the growth is ge- is, is geometric not arith- uh, not arithmetic or arith- yeah that's how you say it, right arithmetic you have that law of explosive growth. And the last one is a law of legacy. A real leader builds and develops other leaders so that that culture of leadership uh, continues. That's why the most successful organizations, churches, etc., not only have great leadership, they have uh, great uh, leadership, but they also sow into the, uh, the members of that organization of their staff, if they're a politician uh, in a church, their congregation, they develop other leaders and then uh, they, they build a legacy of leadership. Okay, so that's kind of the, uh, an outline of the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And let's talk about the uh, the law of the lid, the first one, and how that uh, pertains to President Trump and how he lives this. So um, Maxwell defines a law of the lid by saying a leadership's ability is a is the lid that determines a person's level of effectiveness. The lower an individual's ability to lead, the lower the lid on his potential. So President Trump has led. Uh, this is why I have always favored, always favored, since I think maybe the second presidential election that I voted in, I've always favored governors and executives over legislators uh, for, for president because they have leadership experience. Now, when you are a senator or a congressman or woman, you don't necessarily lead. You, you, I mean, you, you lead because you have a staff and you have people that work for you, what have you. Um, and people who are in, you know, House Minority Leader. You think Hakeem Jeffries is really a leader of the Democrats? No. Uh, you think McConnell is a leader? Not really. McCarthy, not really a leader. I mean, he, he got a lot of people oppose him. You know, it, it, this political jockeying and favors and OBN, old boys network movements made that make those things happen. But when you are a governor or a CEO of an organization, you are leading because you are the top executive. You have to make leadership position. You have to staff other leadership positions uh, below you and you have to be able to manage 
not just manage, but lead people. And that's why I've always liked governors uh, as uh, to be presidents because a governor is, an exec- is, is essentially a president of his or his or her state, right? So they, they're, the exe- they're the chief executive of that state of a large organization. Senators and, and legislators don't have to do that. And President Trump has that. Well, in 2024, he has it in spades because he has been president and he has been the CEO and the leader of six, of the successful Trump organization. And guess what? Look at the people that he's led. Of his children are very successful, right? Ivanka, Eric, uh, Donald, Don Jr. You see his children, right? You're like, oh, you know, they're not like throwaway kids like some of the. Did see the Democrats' kids? I mean, look at Joe, Joe Biden and his uh, screwed up kid Hunter. I don't know much about Bo. Maybe Bo was a little bit more decent, but I'm sure Bo got his attorney general position being the son of Joe Biden. I'm sure that didn't hurt. So that's the law of the lid. So President Trump's lid is very high. He has brought, he has led people that didn't even like him or believed him. He has got people to cooperate and work with him that opposed him. Think of like Ted Cruz who ran against him in 2016, but very much was in his own way a supporter of President Trump and his policies. Look at many of the rhinos who he, who finally uh, came around and, uh, and, and supported him. Okay. His lid is very high. He's a he's a leadership. His effectiveness, I would say, is probably a nine. Well, well, James BCP, I think it's a ten. Well, then a ten. Okay, I don't think I'd give anyone anyone but Jesus Christ a ten, because we're still following him in two thousand years later. Now, obviously, that's the Holy Spirit that puts in our heart the knowledge from our Father in heaven that Jesus Christ is the Savior of mankind. But even if you look at it, you take a step back and look at it non-religiously, we are still follow, people are still following the precepts of Christ years later. That's a very effective leader. So I put President Trump at an eight or nine, which means what? That means the people that he has below him that he is leading and leading their particular organizations, for instance, just think of his cabinet members, they are going to be seven and eights as well. I mean, they're going to be, you know, if he's an, if he's an eight, they're going to be sevens and eights leading those organizations. So that's the law of the lid and President Trump's lid is very high. Okay. Then number two is a law of influence. Maxwell's definition for law of influence is that the true measure of leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less, right? So if someone says they're a leader, uh, in the book, John C. Maxwell makes this great statement. It's, it's something to the effect that uh, if you think you're leading, just look behind you and see who's following. Okay, a true leader, I mean, is influence. A leader is able to influence others, able to inspire and influence them. And President Trump has influenced a lot of people. Look at the, the look at some look what he did. Kevin McCarthy, who is a rhino, I don't trust Kevin McCarthy. But Kevin McCarthy knows that he can go nowhere without President Trump. And President Trump and MAGA policies are driving the House GOP today. Even though President Trump is not in the Oval Office. The book also talks about positional, I believe it's called positional leadership and true leadership. Positional leadership are people like the manager at your job or you know the HR director. Someone who no one's really following. They're just put there as a position within an organization to manage they're given a title, but people didn't people didn't vote for them. They didn't rally around them. They don't necessarily support that person. But a true leader has influence. There are organizations, there are companies that the person with the title 
isn't necessarily a leader. Now, I had my own uh, finance company and around 2010, I was, I was building strip malls and small commercial and uh, spec home buildings. I was financing construction projects uh, for builders and small commercial builders or what have you. Well, obviously, um, 2008, 2009 was very rough. So 2010, I went back uh, into working for a firm in San Diego. And then after that, I became, uh, I, I was, I was headhunted from that organization and became a vice president for an FDIC insured bank. And what, what happened is I had been, had my, I had been an entrepreneur for nine years before that, and it was rough in 2010. So I went, I went back to working for, uh, for organizations. I came in at a position and then quickly became a principal, uh, manager for this organization which was later acquired by a, a Wall Street firm. We, it was a small private uh, financial organization that which, which later got acquired by a Wall Street firm. Now, when we got acquired by the Wall Street firm, uh, it was a merger. It was kind of, they had bought another company and then our company and merged them together. And the person from the, they had already purchased one company and then bought us and then merged us together. So the person in the first company that this Wall Street firm bought had the title. And then my, my title, I, actually, I kept the same title, but the other person had a higher title than me. And that person had an ego to the point where they said, we want James to not have that title because, because uh, you know, it's confusing. Was it confusing to everybody? It's just that person was not effective as a leader. People still knew me, James, as the real deal and this other person as just having the title. And just because they had that title, they didn't have the respect of the people. They didn't have, uh, they didn't have influence. With the with, with their organization, and they thought that stripping me of the principal manager title for the corporate offices for the corporate office there were three offices I was principal manager of the of the corporate office uh, headquarters in San Diego that that was going to fix everything no because of the law of influence I had been there for several years at this point and the people knew me as a real deal and they trusted me and this other person who had actually been the organization. Uh, who had been with the other organization longer and had supposedly had more experience, just had a title. They didn't have influence. And when people had questions, when they had doubts, when they want to know what was going on, they didn't go to the person with the title. They went to the person myself with influence. Now, this is something I would have never have learned working in an organization. I was effective in the organization because I had had my own company and business for eight years prior to that. So I brought that entrepreneurial mindset and the lessons learned here in the 24, 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. And President Trump has this in spades. He influences, I mean, MAGA, America First. He's got millions of followers, not just the United States, by the way, folks. Uh, it's countless times that he has gotten huge kudos from people internationally. He's got people, uh, on Democrats, who quietly on the left, he is influencing and have supported him quietly and not so quietly. When President Trump says, I'm going to go on CNN and I'm going to talk about this and that or that, he's able to do that and have influence. You think Joe Biden can tell can, can, can get on Fox News and, and, and throw his weight around? No. So these are two of the 21 reasons, if you will, the first two that I will be supporting President Trump in 2024 he has, he lives the law of the lid and his lid is very high. He's an eight or nine in leadership 
effectiveness, and he has the law of influence. He is able to influence world leaders. We had world peace. He met with uh, North Korean leader. He met with President Xi Jinping of China. He was he was able to influence uh, in Afghanistan and the Taliban. Tell them, hey, do not mess with our people. No one died. No soldiers died when President Trump, before President Trump's planned exit out of Afghanistan. When you have influence to the point where even your enemies are listening to what you're saying and you influence them. Putin didn't invade Ukraine. That's why I want President Trump again. Let me know if you'd like me to go through the other 19 laws and how President Trump is very effective in these laws and why I am voting for him in 2024. Put your thoughts down below. Ciao, goodbye. God bless. Freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the power that.